0: Canvas flowers king for now, we're going to take a look at a report from headset on the analysis of the categories, data and performance. Uh, So doing a deep dive into uh, flower, looking at sales through time as we look at the pricing and segments, packaging, sizing, also review some of the data about the younger generation uh, might be shaking up flowers future and finish with some data around strains or cultivars all coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to the Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, capital markets analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast. All right, real quick source data is coming from Headset, and we're looking at California, Colorado, Michigan, Nevada, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Washington, and Canada, including Albu- um, Alberta, BC, Ontario, and Saskatchewan. So for this year so far, uh, that's January through June. Um, so uh, at least for the first two quarters, flowers the largest product category in sales for both U.S. and Canada. Uh, in the U.S., flowers more than double the market for shares of vape pens, the next largest category. Um, and that may change, though. Uh, Vapegate maybe had delayed that, that, but I think COVID maybe brought it back. So, Vapegate was an issue with vitamin C acetate uh, from the primarily the legacy market. Um, cause people to not want to use vapes. Obviously, if you're in the regulated market, you shouldn't really have to worry about that. Um, But it caused a stir, right? And so people then, then you have the pandemic COVID happened and people didn't want to combust. Um, In Arizona, they don't really buy pre-rolls. They want something that's more conservative. Washington State, all about the pre-rolls. So uh, where it levels out, I'm not really sure. I think really what it boils down to is that I think vaping doesn't provide the same experience as uh, you know, the flower. So if they can figure that out, um, maybe that will expand. But let me know what you guys' favorite method is, uh, what you guys prefer to consume. In Canada, flower sales are also more than double the market share of pre-rolls, uh, which is the next largest um, category. So flowers is a dominant uh, market share this uh, for year to date, um, but it's not always going to be true. So let's dive into that flower market share in the US and Canada. Um, So we're taking a look at a graph of uh, the flower market share over time, you can see some interesting trends um, in the categories long sustained sales share over time. So starting to look at the market share of Canada, you can kind of see that the flower market share started with a lot more success in March of 2019. Um, So a few quarters before COVID, they had uh, 78.5% of the market since decreased to about 49%. So Canada's decline in flower market shares in the last two years can be explained a bit further. Uh, We'll we'll get into 2.0 and what that is. But um, flower was only one of the four categories when Canada started. So historically, in all new markets, flower starts off with the highest market share and then drops because it's the least process product type and therefore the easiest to get to the market quickly and that can be remained true with Canada's cannabis market um, but in January of 2020 they had 2.0 that rolled out and so that saw the introduction of new categories that took away from some of the flowers market share and as a result there was a dip of nine percent of flowers market share 69 uh, percent down to 60 And that was between December of 2019 and and, uh, February of 2020. So in the U S you see a flower market share continuing to be around 50% in the last couple of years, the decrease, uh, during 2018 can be attributed to the introduction of vape pen categories, uh, which is about convenience. I have both, I buy vape pens and I have flower for home because I prefer the effects of flower, but with vaping, um, just coming back from MJ BizCon, for example, in 2019, there's a lot of people saying, Oh, my God, where are the hippies at it smells so bad, because <laughs> I'm outside smoking a blunt. And you know, just like a cigar, I, I I don't like it when people smoke a cigar it stinks. So I'm trying to be um, empathetic to that. Uh, and so I will smoke a blunt outside, but try not to be downwind from it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, They need cafes. That's another topic. So we'll we'll, we'll get into cannabis cafes eventually here as I um, get ready to launch that for Washington State and try to overturn the felony, classy felony on maintaining and operating a marijuana lounge. Flower market share by state and providence, though, Uh, comparing market share across individual states and providence, provincial cannabis markets, there's some differences. Nevada and Ontario stand out as the best markets to sell flour with 56% of all sales in the category, maybe due to tourism, people are coming in, that's what they know. That's why not only is it easy to bring flour to market, it's also the most recognizable form. So for anybody who's coming back to the market, after trying it in high school or college or whatever, they don't know what to buy, gonna buy what they know, uh, which is flour. So um, That's why it's more than 56% in these areas, because they have maybe some tourists who don't know how to consume otherwise. California recreational cannabis market with the lowest flower market is still around 42% of sales. That's because California knows what they're doing. They essentially started the concentrate uh, industry as we know it. Um, A lot of those early, early um, botanical extraction machines were going to California. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Cannabis culture um, worldwide is huge. Um, A lot of the influence comes out of California. So um, I think that's a good indicator to see 42% of sales will probably end up being the average. Um, Looking at flower segments in the U.S. and Canada in terms of um, sales. Uh, Sales shares over the last year for 2021 in the first couple of uh, quarters, uh, mainly broken up into three segments. We're still using hybrid Indica, Sativa. There's better ways to differentiate that, but we'll use that for now. Um, The mix of the segment sales between Canada and the US look a bit different. So Canada's most popular segment of flowers, Indica, that's contributing more than two fifths of the flower sales. Unlike Canada, the majority of the US flower sales come from the hybrid market. Not Indica. So found in what the other segment is an assortment of CBD um, um sativa, ground flour, specialty infused, um, basically some inexpensive stuff. So um m- maybe Canada's wanting it for nighttime. Um and then the US is just trying to get through their day. <laughs> How much are people paying for cannabis in the US? So looking at this graph, we can see the average price uh, per gram through June of 2021 across the four groups of flower segments in the US. Um, That's kind of all some of these are lumped together, but essentially in the US so far in 2021, the specialty infused flower has had less than 1% of flower sales. But when you look at the total pre-roll category, the infused segment is making up 32% of category sales. So the infused flower doesn't have the same popularity that holds within pre-rolls, so we could see that uh, might be due to some pricing. So specialty infused flowers, um, two times as expensive per gram as the more standard flower segments. I normally would say brands don't matter. People want the highest THC at the lowest price point, but when you hear of Moon Rocks. Um, Caviar Gold was the only company that I think could command the price that they were asking because it was done um, in a way where there was still value. Yes, you're paying a ton, but when you break open the buds, it was a a good amount of good flour to start with, good amount of oil over that, and a good amount of keef on top of that. These other people that have tried to roll out something similar, they don't put enough oil in there. There's like not a lot of keef, and so you have these teeny little nugs, and you just look at it like, what am I doing? This is trash. So I think, you know, with cookies, the brand comes a long ways, not because of burner, no one knows the wrapper, but the cultivar, the strain, and just like um, moon rocks, it's hard to replicate that unless you do it the right way. People want an experience, they want value. And I really think that uh, caviar gold was able to do that, but you're not going to pay two times the price for an infused flower unless it's done Right. Let's look at packaging because it's kind of interesting right now with this transitory inflation. I I think it's probably permanent because you can't keep printing trillions of dollars in quantitative easing and expect things to remain the same. Like, sorry, your value, your house isn't going up in value. Your purchasing power is going down You can't keep printing fiat money and expect uh, things to change. So go to Costco or wherever and your toilet paper rolls are getting less and less. Instead of 150 rolls, you got 100, same price. Even the size of the Cadbury egg is smaller now. So um, flour packaging is interesting. People are actually going bigger. They're buying an ounce instead of smaller. So in Washington state, we don't see a lot of one gram sales anymore. We're seeing eighths and large purchases. but for this uh, this market here, or this um, report, we're seeing across all the flower segments and both countries in the US and Canada, the most successful packages is an eighth. That's three and a half grams. So making up more than half of each segment sales. The difference is seen in the US and Canada's packaging sizes is the lack of bulk packaging in Canada. So the hybrid segment in Canada differs from all other flower segments in both Canada and the US. The Canadian hybrid segment has 78% of units being sold in three and a half gram package sizes. And the other Canadian flower segments have an average of 58% of sales coming from three and a half gram package sizes. Looking at the average price of flour, though, in the U S and Canada, U S flower prices have actually increased 36%. All three primary flower segments are similarly priced in the U S, but that isn't the same in Canada. The hybrid segment is a lot lower average item price compared to the other two big flower segments in Canada hybrid segment on average is $37 with sativa and indica price around 44. So sativa segment increased by price 35% and hybrids average item price increased 18%. We could be seeing some increase in prices in the US due to better quality it also could be due to lower uh, availability, I mean supply and demand, you look at the, um, some of the fires that maybe put some of the product out of reach, um, you know, destroying some of that. I know a fire can also cause a lot of mold issues as that gets pushed through a lot of filtration systems we saw in Oregon and the wildfires. Um, it also could be due to capitulation companies going out. Um, maybe they're producing better quality. I don't know, but I don't think it's long-term Who's buying it? Taking a look at some of the demographic groups spending their hard-earned money on flour. Um, There's certainly an old school cannabis category and the demographic data available um, backs that up. So the graph that we're looking at, the wallet share of flour, uh, the various demographic groups defined by age and gender in certain US markets, uh, meaning that the average member of the group had $100 to spend on cannabis, they would have spent um, a certain percentage on flour. Diving into what that means. So baby boomer males spent about 50% of uh, the money that they would spend on cannabis on flower. After that, you move on to the younger male customers whose shares steadily decreased. Female consumers had a lower flower wallet share than their male counterparts. The average wallet share for females across all generations is 40% compared to males, 47%. How many strains are there? (laughs) There's a lot. So Canada has 261 different cultivars and the U.S. has 1,382. How many of those are blue dream? (laughs) Probably a lot. Uh, And I mean, when you look at it, they're probably not even like legit. Um, A lot of these people just slap a name on it. We've seen a lot of people take um, certain genetics and then basically theft. Stealing it from people like um, Jesse Horton out of Oregon with Loud. Uh, Burner actually stole his genetics and tried to repackage it. And they've since, um, you know, figured that out. They made up, (laughs) but it happens uh, a lot. So there's a ton of strains out there. Um, And eventually branding is going to be really important because it's kind of hard to... Uh, figure out what the difference is with all of this. So, in conclusion, I think flower is going to be the biggest category in the U.S. and Canada for a while. Consumers are going to choose other consumption methods, um, vaping probably a lot out of convenience, pre-rolls. Um, but flower is going to be the dominant dominant form for the long term. So, uh, we'll come back with some more headset uh, reports. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got.